again today 14 believe it or not we are there it is halfway down the, the road and we do our daily pledge i'm a creative and compassionate spiritual being currently living or existing in physical form i believe you are declaring this with me uh from wherever you're connecting from yeah, I'm, I'm wonderfully made i'm that means i'm perfect i'm valuable and i'm very unique uh, in god's eyes and god's divine plan is for you and and me to be connected in a loving relationship with him and all living things. And that I'm not late is a reason behind everything that has happened in my life up to this moment. I may not fully understand it now, but I choose to trust God. And as we trust him day by day, we are able, he's able to reveal to us. You would look back and say, wow, oh, I'm now glad. Now I see, as you see new perspectives opening up in your life. And God has plans to prosper me and my best days are ahead of us this morning. Let's do our daily prayer. God, I thank you for my blessed life. Dear Mark, this magnificent universe that you've given unto us and this beautiful new day uh, today. We ask that you please bless all living things today with your love, with your grace, and with your abundance. May you flow to me and through me infinite love, joy, peace, purpose, and prosperity during this brand new day that you have given unto me. And all of us say, amen, amen, amen. We continue to keep our health disciplines and also emphasize the things that are important. The seventh day is a day of rest. Those are disciplines that we learn. Also, we pick it up for our lives to make sure that throughout your life, there's a time you have dedicated where you break up from everything you do on a daily basis and just take a rest. Just, just take a break and just be in the presence of God, just smiling over his goodness and 
just marveling at what he's able to do. When the Lord was creating the world, on the seventh day, he rested. After everything he had done, he rested and just amplifies how important rest is um, you know, to us. Then take a lot of water, spend some time, walk around 10 minutes uh, outdoor, connect with God. These are things that should carry us along beyond this 30-day challenge. It should become our way of life. Now let's do our mantras. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I believe you could have picked many more that you can have here. I'm living on purpose and I am on schedule. I am on schedule. Let's um, remind ourselves of our key truths, things that have been so fundamental in this 30-day challenge. Power in the physical world is measured by how much you can lift up. And power in the spiritual world is measured by how much you can let go. And every morning, we learn new lessons. We learn new insights. The Lord refused to us new things. And the question is, how much are you willing to let go? How empty are you? How open are you? Are you ready to release? As you release, as you let go, you will become powerful in this, uh, in the spiritual realm. And let's remind ourselves for key verses, Matthew chapter 6, verses 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Very powerful promise that the Lord has given unto us. We are believing God that as you seek him and as we seek his righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. And those things, you can add them yourself. That's why we write down our miracles, the things that we are trusting God to come through for us. We have been writing our dream life vision that would envision our life would become. You're writing down. These are all these things as the Lord has promised unto us. We've written down very many things every day, exercises, things that we are trusting God to come through for us in our relationships, in our family, in our business, in our work, in, you know, in our ministry, in the church. Those are things that you are writing down and not trusting God for them to come through. Why? It is a promise that he has given unto us. He said, all these things will be given to you as well. So the question is, which are those things for you? Which are those things for you? That's why we spend time writing them down, getting clarity so that you can trust God for them to come through for you. In John chapter 10, verses 10, the Bible says, the thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Again, there's another promise from God that we know what Jesus came. He's not like the enemy. He's not like the devil. He came that we may have life, we may enjoy it, and we may have it in abundance. And so as we write down what we like the Lord to do, as we envision our life, as we become extravagant, as we start thinking big, enlarging our vision, enlarging the, the you know, our, our, our sight is in the is of the promise that the Lord has given to us. That you know what? He came that we may have life and we may enjoy it and it may come in total abundance. And John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And everything we do here, that's what we say when we pray, you hear saying, through our Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. It is a fundamental thing. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me uh, in Jesus' name. So welcome again. Um, you know, this morning we just want to just quick rundown of what we have covered uh, in, the, in the week. And before we 
go through that roundup. We're just reminding ourselves of what we have continued to do here. We encourage you here uh, in this study day. I challenge you, encourage you to be as supportive as possible. Uh, be supportive, you know, connect with people and don't isolate yourself in the group that we have, the 30 day challenge group. We encourage you to share and what the Lord is doing. It's a question of just being supportive and encouraging one another. You never know what you are sharing. They would encourage someone. Uh, again, be open minded. We say in this 30 day challenge, be open minded. Sometimes we can have a fixed, we can have a rigid mindset, uh, but we encourage you to be open to try new things. Be open to new ideas. Be open to challenge your beliefs. Be open to look at things from a different perspective. Because you know what? If you do that, uh, you'll be amazed at how the Lord will elevate you. Uh, again, we always say there are, two different, there are two different types of people. Those who talk and those who do. And the difference is huge. And you know what? In this 30-day challenge, it's not just a talk shop. It's not just a place we come, we talk, we talk, we get excited. No, no, no. We do. And the difference is always in the doing. It is in the doing. It's in you picking up your workbook, carving out time, walking around, connecting with nature, all these things. The difference is in the doing. And for a long time, we, the Christians, we have been known for a lot of just ordinary talk. Where we talk, we go to church, we receive messages, we're excited. Oh, yeah. We say, oh, that was a fantastic message. Yeah, I was excited. I was really blessed. You ask, so what are you going to do about it? We come again the next Sunday. We're excited again. But we actually don't do much. And if we live like that, we never change. We don't progress. We, you know, we remain weak. Uh, we remain with little influence. And so this 30-day challenge, we are really, really being encouraged to move from just talking, you know, to, be, to start doing where you listen and you do. You ask yourself, okay, what is the Lord telling me? What do I need to do? What needs to change? That's why I say power in the physical world is measured by how much you can lift. But in the spiritual world, it's measured by how much you can let go. And letting go is doing. It's you sitting around saying, you know what, this needs to change. I can't continue living like this. I can't continue talking like this. I can't continue having this negative attitude. I cannot continue irritating people. You are beginning to be open to change. And when you live from there, you know what God uh, is able to elevate you. So very, very important principles uh, that are critical for us as we um, in this 30-day challenge. We have encouraged you a lot to write your dream life. Again, it's a promise the Lord has given to us. You know, and when we say writing down, we say, you know, what would your perfect experience family be? What, you know, is it your work? What, how would it look like? How, would your, how, how, do you, how do you want your relationship to look like? How, you know, how do you like your life to look like? How do you like your business to look like? How do you like your health to look like? How do you like your, you know, your work? What do you, what do you like the Lord to do for you in your work? We, we look at it through all those lenses. And as you write down those things yourself in writing, you'll be amazed at what God is going to do. So again, let's remind ourselves quickly of what we have covered this week as I'm going to just invite a couple of us here this morning. Uh, last week, we, we got a number of people and, and this week we'll be just calling a, a few others again and we, you know they'll share with us what they have picked. But we started this week with day eight and the lesson that time that we covered was going into your future today, getting, the, you know, clarity of vision and, and we are looking at the scripture um you know from genesis chapter 15 
um, verses 1, where the Lord uh, came to Abraham and he told him, this man will not be your heir, but a son is uh, a, a son with of your own flesh is actually going to be your heir. And then, he, the, 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 then at that point in time, the Lord took him outside and he said, look up into the sky. And we could picture that situation of Abraham being taken outside. And we're asking the question, why did the Lord take Abraham outside and told him, look into the sky? He said, if you can count those stars, that's how much I'm going to bless you. And we saw it's important for you to envision how your life is going to be. Because if you can see it clearly, if you can walk in it, if you can touch and feel it, it shall become a reality in your life. And we haven't been very good at that. We sort of like just take what comes. You know, we come in today and you just accept what comes and we just keep doing life like that. And you know what? We are being, we are being challenged on day eight to step back and make sure you have good clarity of vision. And we said you can leverage, um, you know, through the process that we learned of, you know, meditation, meditating on God's word, reading God's word, writing down what you like, and then, you know, really reflecting deeply on it and walking until you can touch and feel it and be able to hold it. Um, and it was said you can, it can be anything. Again, the point here is that we need to be able to walk into your future today. You can have clarity of where you are going. It removes opaqueness. It removes all these time wasters. The reason why people waste time and take detours is because they are not clear about where they are going. So they, they are, their destiny gets hijacked. They, are, you know, they get into wrong relationships. They get in wrong places. Why? Because you have got no clarity of vision. When you have clarity of where you are going, how your life will, uh, will, will, will like it enables you to remove a lot of unnecessary clutter along the way. So that was day eight, and there was a long uh, an exercise there of you describing your experience, walking into that house, walking into that family, walking into that job, walking into that business, touching and feeling it, and being clear about, yes, that's exactly why I want I want to be the new walking back. When you begin to touch and film, you know, it becomes uh, the Lord has a way of working it to become a reality for you. And then we moved on to day nine, where we covered self-actualization with our sister, Pastor Joyce, and she was able to cover, um, you know, for us, self-actualization, you know, realizing one's potential, um, you know, developing your abilities, and an appreciation for life. And, and that was a very powerful thing because the human being, every living thing in the planet goes for actualization. You know, you will never see a tree, you know, sitting there and say, ah, I don't feel like growing too much. I just want to just have a few leaves there and there. And, you know, I, I leave the other trees to, you know, just to, to, to thrive. Or you never see a lion, want it just to be a small lion or, or you know, any, any, any living, any other living thing, just want it to be small. It doesn't happen. It's only the human being that dies with the music in their hearts. It's only the human being that dies with potential in their hearts. Having not realized it, you know, and with the whole lesson around the nine was how do we uh, position ourselves so that we can actually live to our full potential. We saw the, the power of affirmations. We talked about negative self-talk, how it can limit you. Um, how it can it can limit you from growing. How you need to be careful about what you say, especially when you use the words "I am." 
you know, you, you know, negative words, everything that you say, I am, oh, I'm so, you know, I am this, I am this, it then comes to pass. It becomes exactly what you are saying. So a lot of um, teaching that we received on day nine on self-actualization, and we saw the importance of, you know, proclamations, you know, powerful proclamations. Uh, we spent some time on that. Then day 10, we looked at spiritual metabolization, creating a clean heart. And we had a very, very, I think, important, um, you know, exercise there uh, of applying the GIF process, you know, every day looking at what has happened in your life and saying, what can I be grateful for? And really writing it down, then looking at insights, you know, what, what, what insights can I get through what has happened today? What lessons can I get? What discoveries? And finally, the third one, what, what, what can I forgive? How do you flush out that which is of no value to you? You release, you let go, and you walk out a free a free person. And you said if you apply the GIF process, you will live upon a woman of a clean heart. And anybody, Bible says, the Lord loves people with clean hearts. There's something about clean-hearted people that the Lord likes. And we saw that in Psalms chapter 51, verses 10 to 12, when the psalmist will say, create in me a clean, a clean heart. So very important spiritual metabolization. So the body does that to remain alive. The body does that to remain healthy. And we also need to do the same thing for us to remain healthy. And we saw there are a lot of people who are not healthy at all because they are carrying baggage. You know, people that hurt them, they are carrying baggage every single day. And you know, it really hinders progress. It makes you feel tired of life. But you know what? On a daily basis, we learn it's important for us to apply the GF process and it shall be well with us. There was a long, big exercise there of taking time to apply the GF process in your life. And when you add all that with the forgiveness letters that we learned in the first week, where you, you forgive those who have had you, you write letters to them and you let go. You let go completely. And then you, you every single day, you lead a, a just a a clean life, a, you know, a clean heart by using the GIF process. That will be very, very powerful. Then day 11, we covered the power of purpose, the power of purpose. You remember we said the happiest people on earth are those that are living on purpose. And what we are tempted to do is to say, we don't want just to exist. We don't want just to wake up and, you know, we're just living. No, no, we want to make sure that we are purpose-driven. And we looked at how in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 to 5, Paul himself was separated, him and Paul and Barnabas, they were separated as they were praying. The Lord come and said, separate from me, Paul and Barnabas. I've got some work to do. And he sent them off uh, on into, into the mission field. And we saw, we went through the process of how do you discover actually what's your purpose? How do, can you discover, you know, how can you know what is your purpose? And we all saw that your purpose is many times aligned with the needs of this world. And we said, Take some time, write one to 10 to 30 needs in this world, hunger, poverty, things that touch you. When you hear them, they touch you. So write those things down. Then we will start asking the question, which one do you feel emotionally connected to? Pick out the ones that connect with you. Then start asking, what can I do about them? And with what you have, you know, what can you do with what you have? And then lastly, what would I love to be able to do if you had unlimited resources? What would you love to do? You write it down. And as you start evaluating through that, you start getting actually a clear purpose. You start realizing, you know what? I feel this is what I'm called to do. And he said, men and women that have got purpose, when they come together, they are powerful. When we join together in this ministry, 
victory. Here as creme every single morning, and we are purpose-driven. You are clear about what the Lord has called you to do. We shall be powerful. We shall do great things. We shall change the world. Remember, remember you say, we talked about the many things that we like to do as a ministry. There's so many things that we like to do. But you know, we are, we are clear about what the Lord has called us to do. And when we are all purpose-driven, it shall be possible for us to accomplish all those things. Day 12 was very important. We talked about the spiritual map. You know, the, you are, you are, do you have a functional philosophy? You talked about that man who is in Mombasa using a map, but actually the map is Nairobi, and he tried to use it in Mombasa. And we saw that you'll go nowhere. You will get frustrated. It does not matter how good a driver you are. It does not matter how experienced you are. It does not matter how hardworking you are. If you are using the wrong map, you'll go nowhere. And we saw a lot of people uh, using the wrong map and working very hard, trying to be self-motivated. And we saw, no, it's important to have the right map and you know have a functional philosophy. And we say that's God's word. When you decide to live your life based on God's word, then everything unfolds. And we saw that's important. It's critical for us. What's your philosophy? What, what, do you, what, do you, what What's guiding your life? Is it your culture? Is it what people say? Is it what, what is it? Is it the importance of God's word being the guide, being what we make every decision based on? Very important, functional philosophy. Then day 13, which was yesterday, we spent the, the time looking at elevating habits. So we are actually the sum total of our habits. Everything we have, you know, we have today is the habits that we have built every day. And we saw that habits can destroy us. Habits can make us great. Habits will make us failure. And we saw it's important to really look, look clearly on the habits that we have built and identify the ones that are not serving us. And then go through the habit elevation process where every month you pick up a bad habit that you have and you drop it and you pick another good one that you like to have and you elevate it and you keep doing that until you clear away all bad Abyss that are not serving you, and you become you'll become a powerful machine that's there to be used of God. That's what we have covered in this day, uh, week two of our thirty day challenge. <laughs> Oh